Welcome to the Everyman's Battle podcast. I'm Steve Arterburn, co-author of the book, Everyman's Battle. In the year 2000, New Life Ministries created the Everyman's Battle Workshop. Now this workshop's been held monthly ever since, and it's designed to coach and challenge men to better understand their struggles and also how to navigate through those struggles with God's help. The Everyman's Battle podcast contains provocative conversations led by J.J. West and Doug Barnes, their licensed family and marriage counselors, who are also leaders of the Everyman's Battle workshops. Welcome to the Everyman's Battle podcast, show where we talk about all things related to sexual integrity and sexual addiction. I'm J.J. West, and I'm here in studio with Doug Barnes. Hi, J.J. Hey, Doug. So if you want to dig further into the topics that we cover on this podcast, we invite you to check out newlife.com slash EMB, or you can download the New Life app, or you can call 1-800-NEW-LIFE, which is 1-800-639-5433 to get further information. Hmm. So today, Doug, I want to talk about the stigma of counseling. Uh, I think that there's already a stigma about counseling for some people. And certainly in, in certain cultures, there's a more of a stigma, but especially when we start talking about sexual integrity issues, when we start talking about our sexual behavior, our sexual acting out behavior, our struggles sexually, boy, it's hard to talk about those things. And the idea of going to talk to a professional may sound daunting. Well, of course. I mean, why? I mean, I don't talk about this with anybody. Why would I want to right. go talk to a perfect stranger? <laughs> right. And pay them money. And pay for to, it. Right. To have an uncomfortable series of conversations. Right. Right. I mean, who knows about this? No one. My best friend, mm. my Bible study group, my men's group, my home team. Yeah. I keep this. If I'm isolated, then why? Why would I go and put myself mm -hmm. into that embarrassing position mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of sitting in front of a perfect stranger and talking about this very uncomfortable issue? Right, right. The intimate details of my life. Ugh. I want to keep that. I want to keep that hidden. Yeah. I want yeah. to keep. I want to maintain tight control over that area of my life. Right. Yeah. Except that I have to look at my track record. I have to look at what's happened <laughs> in my life when I've used that approach. I'm going to keep a, a tight lid on that. I'm going to manage that myself. I'm going to keep all of that hidden away. What is that produced? And I can say for myself that what that produced was a lot of dysfunction. It produced a lot of brokenness, and I felt tremendous shame. And, and I felt really hopeless, really felt like, gosh, there's, I, I'm just never going to get better. I'm the only one. And I'm the only one, right? Right. 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 Clearly, I'm the only one who's struggling at the level that I am dealing with the stuff that I'm dealing with. Clearly, I'm it. So, so I'm, and it just, it didn't produce anything good when I, when I kept it all to myself, when I stayed isolated, when I was putting on the mask, pretending everything was fine, and it really wasn't. It was, it was producing a whole lot of pain and brokenness and shame and, and a lack of authentic connection in my life. Right. Well, I mean, who, who wants that when I'm 
when I'm dealing with the shame of my acting out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't even know how to be authentic. Mm. I know how to hide mm-hmm. and I know how to isolate and to be alone, but to let someone know me, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that only, only when we become brave and, and courageous enough to admit that we have an issue. There's yeah. a problem. Mm-hmm. My life is not the way I envisioned it and thought it was going to be. Right. And and quite frankly, for a lot of us, it's not I get to a point where I'm brave enough to finally admit, bring it out into the light. It gets brought into the light, <laughs> into the light for me. <laughs> right. Right. right, right. <laughs> right. By I, outside forces. Yeah. By outside forces, I yep. get discovered. My stuff gets brought into the light. And, and I think for most of us, when we're still in our addiction, right, when we're still active in our acting out behavior, we dread that. The idea of being exposed sounds horrible. Oh, if right? you only knew, right? right? If like, you only knew me. Well, like, well, I want, I'm going to do everything I can to keep myself hidden because if you do, if you knew the real me, what? You, you would, would reject, reject me. me. You yeah. would not love me. You would be, you would, you would be disgusted by me. And so, so that idea of being outed, of, of this being known was terrifying. Right. And I did everything I could to keep it hidden. Right. And what we didn't realize is that God had a plan (laughs) to bring our lives into the light because that was the only way we were going to experience freedom. Right. There was this, uh, Sharon Hirsch has in her book, uh, The Last Addiction, The Gift of Getting Caught. Mm-hmm. There's a real gift in that for us because we suddenly find out, oh, you can know me. You can know all the the broken pieces of me and still love me, right? Uh, I I didn't think that was possible, right? Um, but but me getting caught and walking through the re- recovery process allows me to see that, right? Well, but if you think about how much energy. How much energy do I use in preserving my anonymity? How much energy I use in staying hidden? How much energy I use in isolation and and hiding? Imagine where I could use that energy for something good, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. something beneficial, something profitable, rather than something in a defensive mm-hmm. way in my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because yeah. that's the way I've used it. Yeah. And I've wasted a lot of energy doing that mm-hmm. when once, once I'm outed, <sighs> right. it's almost like I can float on air Yeah, because the weight, W E I G H T, <laughs> the weight mm-hmm. of all of that stuff, it, it, ever so temporarily, even mm-hmm. if it's for a little bit, mm-hmm. has been taken off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right. I feel like I can fly. Right. And in that space, when I'm no longer, you know, being crushed by the weight of shame, I have the opportunity to, to pursue something that's going to help me, something that's going to lead to my healing. Now, I don't know about you. I grew up in a family, man, we, we not only did we not talk about things, we we certainly didn't talk. Nobody went to counseling. That was just was not a thing. Uh, I never even heard of counseling until I was 
I think I was either in college or, or just after college before I even heard that this was a thing that people did, that people <laughs> went to professionals to help them with the problems in their life, uh, the problems in their marriages, um, helping them to, to overcome uh, behavior pa- patterns, that sort of thing, right? right? So it was a brand new concept to me. And I think uh, if I remember correctly, it was introduced through, I was reading, I was reading several different books because I knew I had a problem. I knew I was broken. I knew I wanted, I wanted to, to change. I wanted to be different. I didn't know how. And as I'm reading these books on how to deal with your sexual integrity issues, that, that idea, that concept of counseling kept coming up. Like, Hey, you could, you could go talk to a professional. You could go, you could start doing individual counseling or you could start doing couples counseling and, Oh, okay. Well, what is this? And, and, and I'm wondering for you, how did the idea of counseling <laughs> come? Because for me, it was way before I even considered a career in counseling, right? So yeah. for you, how did that come about? Uh, for me, uh, the first the first concept of, of counselor, even the connotation of it says school counselor, mm. right? I mean, when you hear that, right? right? It's like, okay, oh, I've got classes to take. I've got to right. get my schedule done, blah, blah, blah. No. Yeah. The first counselor I saw was after my dad died in 1983. Mm long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it seemed for me, it seemed a natural tra- uh, uh, transition because I couldn't handle the feeling, the intensity of the feelings I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I was angry as you could imagine mm-hmm. going through the grief process. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, but I'm taking it out on other people. I'm, I'm ugly to other people. I'm, I'm being, and so uh, for me, I welcomed it because I'm going, you know what? I, I'm jacked up here. Something's not right with me. Mm-hmm. And so we got to talk through a lot of what was happening with me and how to really grieve properly mm-hmm. and how to grieve um, a, a situation that I had no problem. I mean, I was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was uh, in college. And and so something that devastating at that early of an age left a huge imprint. Mm -hmm. But it taught me that there are other people out there who might know a little bit more than me Mm -hmm. and they can pass their wisdom on to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I love about that story, Doug, is the fact that, you know, this was just normal stuff of life. Now, I don't mean normal like not an impact, right? It's significant when we, when we experience loss, but that's something that everybody experiences. Everybody experiences the loss of a loved one. Everybody experiences disappointments. It's, you know, there's, there's some, I think there's a fallacy, a a belief that counseling is just for crazy people, Mm, right? Right. right. (laughs) It's just for, for people who are, are so, you know, wacky, so crazy, so um, such a misfit that they can't they can't function in normal society, so they have to go to counseling. But for us normal folk, we're we're doing fine. We don't need it. But no, actually, counseling is helping me to adjust to the normal things that come my way in life. the The stuff we all deal with, but we deal with it in different ways. And 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 again, they're they're the they're very powerful. Like the loss of of a parent, uh, or for some, it might be the loss of a child. Uh, it might be the uh, dealing with the the aftermath of abuse, sexual mm-hmm. abuse, right. physical abuse, right. emotional abuse. Uh, it might be dealing with um, the fact that I have this addiction that I, I 
I've wanted to get rid of and I can't. Um, so it's, it's counseling really is for everybody, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. You know, we live in a, a self-help world. You can go to your, your local bookstore and you mm-hmm. see the humongous section of self-help. Yes. That's a little bit of a misnomer to me mm-hmm. because in all of those books, I can read how to do something, but then it's all up to me to do it. Mm. And, it and, and so most people, I can't say this about everybody, right? Nothing is all or nothing, as right. we say. Yeah. But for most folks, doing something to that magnitude on their own is, is a huge endeavor. Mm-hmm. So going and seeing a, a counselor, a therapist, a coach, we, we all had the same, same uh, thing in mind about helping. Mm-hmm. We get accountability. We get an objective look. Mm-hmm. We get someone who's, who's not affiliated with us in any way that, that can look at us from, from an objective point of view mm-hmm. and give us tools and tricks and tips on mm-hmm. how to adjust our life to live more healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, uh, I always use the, uh, the phrase, um, you know, you remember the old phrase, you can't see the forest for the trees, mm, right, right? Right. What counseling does, it's, it's somebody who's far enough outside my forest, they can point out the trees that I can't see because my nose is pressed against mm. the one that's right in front of me, oh. right? I can't see what else is out there, but a counselor allows me to, um, it, it points out these other trees so I don't get tripped up on the same stuff over and over and over. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So seeing a counselor um i've seen many of them and especially over the past 18 years um i realized how really jacked up my life was mm-hmm. i kept messing up relationships mm. i kept pissing people off i kept mm-hmm. losing friends and i'm going mm-hmm. something's not right about this mm-hmm. and so inside of me i realized i need i need help i i can't I can't navigate this all by myself. Absolutely. And that's what led me to seeking help outside. Yeah. So Every Man's Battle podcast, we're talking about the stigma of counseling and and some of the faulty beliefs we have about counseling that might get in the way of us taking advantage of it, pursuing it. Um, And you're here with with Doug and JJ. and, And Doug just talked about how he has gone to different counselors over the years for, for a variety of reasons. How did you find a counselor? How did you, how were you able to locate one that worked for you? Well, there were a couple of ways. Um, one, obviously the, the, the most obvious one is 1-800-NEW-LIFE. There's a network. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I've seen two or three of their counselors over many years. Mm-hmm. Um, 1-800-NEW-LIFE, right? 639-5433. Um, I've looked on my insurance. Mm-hmm. There are uh, different websites out there, Psychology Today, BetterHelp, mm-hmm. uh, selfhelp.com. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's other ways of finding it. The best way to find a good counselor, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is to ask somebody you know. Yes. A personal right? referral is yes. the best. Yeah. Because you get one-on-one, hey, this helped, he or she helped me with this or this or this. Right. They have this demeanor. They have this bedside manner. They can talk to you this way. Mm -hmm. That was the best thing for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. 
because that helped me then understand because I, I trusted this person. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they gave me some really good suggestions and that's, that's how I found a couple of the therapists I've seen over the years. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's going to be like people in your, your small group at church. It's going to be Bible study. Um, yeah. Right. Friends from Bible study. Maybe it's the pastor of the church. If you're in a really small mm-hmm. church, you know, you may go to the pastor and say, Hey, you know, I'm having this issue. I need to talk to someone. Who do you recommend? Um, but I love the fact, like you said, you, you know, you can use some of the, the digital resources as well, like calling 1-800-NEW-LIVE, going to the website, because they, all of those counselors that are on that network have, have already been vetted, right? right? They, right. You know that they have the licensure that they are supposed to have. They've done the training that they needed to, to go through in order to be credentialed to, to work with you. You know, and the one, one of the things I want to also bring out here is that this isn't about how about how sick I am or about how how crazy I am. Mm-hmm. This is me simply understanding that I have a need and and I need help. Mm-hmm. I might need a little bit more help than my best friend. Mm-hmm. I might need a little bit more objectivity than my home team, my men's group, my my church group, I might need something a little bit more objective because of the, I don't know, could be my family of origin issues, mm-hmm. my attachment issues, mm-hmm. my shame issues, mm-hmm. my whatever mm-hmm. issues I have. Sure. But I want to make sure that I get someone objective that works for me because there are mm-hmm. lots of lots of therapists out there, lots of counselors out mm-hmm. there, lots of coaches out there. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to shop around for the right one. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not it's not the there is not just one right you don't have to stay locked in to the first person that you find uh because well i've already i've already signed up with them no if that's not the right fit or they're not they're not really trained in the in the specific area that you're wanting that to I address need, right exactly yeah yeah without a doubt yeah. find one that is the right fit for you right without a doubt and you know to your point you said you know it's not again not just for the crazy people uh who need help it's all of us who need help it's actually an indication of craziness is an indication of of mental disorder if i need help and i refuse to ask for it right. no 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 i can handle this even though i can't right no 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 i can lift this house but i can't right i'm 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 actually displaying an a mental disorder by refusing to ask for and accept the help right. that's available right. to me call that resistance. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so let's say that I'm in an area where I, it's a small community and I don't know if there are any counseling resources available to me or, um, I'm so isolated. I don't have any friends to ask who, who they've gone to, uh, whatever. Are there any other resources that I can use that I can avail myself to that will help me to look at my sexual integrity issues that will help me to, to not just my behavior, but also my, my lack of connection. Yeah, I would, uh, I would start my search online and just start Googling and start, start looking, Mm -hmm. start looking and, and calling and asking questions and asking like, for a sexual integrity counselor. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would ask what their credential is. Mm -hmm. I would say what, what kind of books uh, do you do you, do you have you therapy, read right? on this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What kind of of uh, 
sessions do you do? Are, mm-hmm. are, what percentage of your practice has to do with sexual integrity? Mm-hmm. Uh, what training have you had? Or right. Do you have any credentials in certain areas? Right. And these are, we're, we are we're consumers in that in that way. And so I'm looking for the best fit for me just by talking with them. Will they spend 15 minutes with me so that I can hear their voice or mm-hmm. I can see them on mm-hmm. on a, a a Zoom or FaceTime or whatever mm-hmm. uh, video application they have? Mm-hmm. Can I? Can I look at them and say, I could be comfortable with this person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does, that make, does that make sense? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I would add to that is, you know, if you are at the very beginning of this journey where you know that you need help, you've tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed, and you're frustrated with your lack of progress, one of the resources we would want to point you to is the Everyman's Battle Workshop. Because that's going to basically take about three to four months of counseling and condense it into a weekend. It'll it's a it's a huge kickstart to this journey. It's not it's not the end. It's not you go to the workshop and you're healed and everything's fine. But it's a it's a great way to start this journey, and it's going to give you connection to other men. It's gonna you're gonna you're gonna have a an experience that weekend where you are learning how to do authentic relationship and be vulnerable with other men, which all, again, sets you up for a much different experience in counseling uh, than you might otherwise have. Um, so if that's you, we would invite you to go online, visit newlife.com slash EMB, uh, download the website, uh, download the app, or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE to find out more information. We're so glad that you are listening. We're so glad that you are at least investigating the questions of whether or not I need to do something different. Uh, we say it all the time, right? Uh, people change when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of changing. Right. Right. So if that's you, if you've gotten to the point where the pain of staying the same, living your life the exact same way you've been doing for all, all this time, it's gotten, it's gotten great enough that you're ready to make a change. Give us a call. If you need help with sexual integrity, call New Life Ministries at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or go to newlife.com.